Hello and welcome everyone once again to Mental Health Horizons. This is Todd Weatherly, your host, treatment consultant, behavioral health professional, and with me today is a very special guest, Dr. Eric Levine. I, I think that I can call him a friend of mine at this point after a decade of knowing the man. We've worked together, but his foregone days, now executive director of Cooper Reese, a primary mental health treatment campus and program, the Healing Farm out in Mill Spring, and then here in town in Asheville. They've got 36 residential beds. They've got transitional living beds in town. Uh, they have a PHP, which we're going to talk about here in just a little bit. Um, Eric, however, comes from being a special education teacher. Uh, used to be a headmaster, oversee schools for children and adolescents with emotional and behavioral disabilities. Uh, for the past five years, Eric has been in the director CEO role, but his doctorate is in education leadership, his career in transition and assessment, master's degree in special education from George Washington University, BA in psychology, University of Maryland. He's a Northern guy. We'll forgive him for that. Uh, he serves on the board of directors for the Association for Community Integration Programs and the Frederick County MD Board of Education Strategic Special Education Work Group. Um, Eric is a talented individual, as much hard time as I give him, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him today about the programs and the innovative stuff that he and Cooper Reese are bringing to our community, one of which at the farm campus, the Healing Community Farm Campus in Mill Spring. They are also working with, in fairly recent, what, Eric, a year now, working with About a year, exactly, actually. Yeah, individuals who, who fall on the neurodiversity spectrum. Now, I think a, a good question for this, because I think this is new enough that a lot of people don't know the difference between being on the autism spectrum and then kind of the broader concept or, or category of being neurodiverse, which includes things like ADHD uh, and other diagnoses. Tell us about the work that Cooper Reese does and who this individual is that they serve. Thanks, Todd. And yes, I would call you a friend after... 12 years of trying not to be friends with you. Uh, <laughs> neurodiversity and autism, as you described it, uh, we, we really don't want the world to, to, to think that we're offering an autism program. We're not. Our belief system is around that we all operate on a neurodiverse spectrum. Uh, we do work with some folks that would you would consider having level one autism, uh, which is just a minor, is, is minor. But we found that we were, you know, in the 20 years that Cooper Reese has been around, uh, and we've served over 2,000 people in that time, that a lot of the folks that we served that were not successful were folks that um, lived with neurodiversity and some of the behaviors and learning styles and sensory issues that folks had were, were issues that we were just not able to do a good job with. And so we realized that regardless of diagnosis, and if you read our psychology today stuff you realize here at Cooper Reese it's not about diagnosis um that a lot of the people that have come through Cooper Reese have some of the issues related to neurodiversity uh whether it be sensor sensory issues whether it be executive functioning issues whether it be problems with attention and concentration uh, social skills issues it really doesn't matter what your quote-unquote label is these are issues that get in the way of all of our ability, of collective, all of us, our ability to navigate the world. So we decided about a year and a half ago to make some changes to how we go about programming for all people, 
regardless of what your diagnosis says you carry with you. And um, it's been a big hit. It really has. I think that we're better able to serve a larger, a larger spectrum of folks. You know, we brought in an occupational therapist to do sensory work with people. We've made some changes to how we deal with schedules in terms of providing more visual uh, schedules of so predictability and routines are really important for all of us. So we've made some we've made some low tech changes to how we go about programming for folks, and it's working. And we're also making it available more and more across all of our uh, integrated uh, programming systems. So whether it be our Cooper Reese at Asheville, which is a more intensive program, uh, we're serving folks of the neurodiversity there too. We're making these services available to our folks in our Asheville community program transition houses. Um, Todd, you know, we've got five of those houses. You were involved mm -hmm. with that at some point in your career, I believe. Indeed. And then certainly in our brand new partial hospitalization program, which just opened last week. So that's the plan there. Right. Um, I got a couple questions. One that I'd like you to speak to, or I'd like to kind of um, clarify a little bit about the diagnosis piece, which is, you know, I think it'd be, you know, we're not about diagnosis. And, I, you know, I hear people get reactive about that. It's like, well, look, you know, even the DSM-5, the Diagnostic to Statistical Manual for Mental Health Disorders, has moved m more, not that we don't visit categories, and categories can be helpful, but I really want to address the symptomology. I really want to address what treatment methodology is going to best help you function in the world. And, and pin in my hat, or over-identifying with a diagnosis, which is something I appreciate about Cooperese a lot, is not helpful. It's like, yeah, you know what? You've got this diagnosis. But let's let's boil it down because everybody's symptomology looks a little different, even if they share the diagnosis. And what we want to do is build a strategy that's specific to you and unique to you that's going to cause you to be successful in the world independently. And And that is a... That is a philosophical uh, piece that Cooper Reese carries that's very much, I, you know, I couldn't agree more with. And in addition to that, they carry that through, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they carry that through to how they address medications. It's like, we're not saying medica medication optimization. There's a lot out there. It's like, well, if you go to a hospital, you're getting medicated, you're getting medicated for, for compliance, largely. And that doesn't live in the world very well. So you get into Cooper Reese and it's like, let's look at the optimum dose. Let's look at the optimum number of meds because the more meds you have, the more complicated this gets, the less likely it's going to be successful. Let's find the most optimum number of meds and on those meds, the optimum dose to have you on so that you have a successful shot at maintaining it when you get into independent life. So like that is also something I think that, you know, is counter to a lot of the treatment that people, that the rest of the public sees. Um, and are not educated about, and something I think is is hugely important. Well, to be real clear, in Cooperese, we have providers that prescribe medications. We do that. Uh, we it's about optimizing the proper use of medication. It's a moving target that's different for every single person. We don't want somebody so medicated that they can't get up and participate in programming. That's no good, or life in general. Um, or life in general. And that, yeah. So, but, you know, we're, we're careful and thoughtful. We don't remove people from their medications when they come here from other places. Uh, but we are very fortunate to have an excellent a team of providers that look very carefully at 
what medications work for people. You know, we work, you know, we don't like to, to, to hang our hats on diagnoses. I said that already, but let's face it. Uh, a lot of the folks or the, the folks that we work with all at some, at some place in their history have diagnoses. And since we use insurance, we have to use diagnostic categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do certainly work with people with major depression and anxiety and schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder and bipolar disorder and personality disorder, all that stuff. Yeah, of course we do. And we talk about it openly, but we're careful to not let the diagnosis define the person. It's really, it's, it's much more than that. Right. And that's why our recovery orientation or community orientation to serving people is is unique and wonderful and uh, different than anything I've seen anywhere else in my career. You know, it's really about the relationships. Well, and I think that one of the, you know, as a person who runs around the country seeing programs, one of the unique things about it, and and there there aren't but a few, Cooper East being one of the shining examples, is is a is a program that carries I mean, almost to the very end, a full continuum of care. So I'm talking about, you know, a person comes into your mix and they come into residential treatment and they complete that. They've got two, even three phases of transitional living they can participate in. The first level being fairly structured and helping them learn town and find a job and do all the things that are are, um, specific to independent living for anybody. Uh, and then another stage where they can, can continue to get that established, but they continue to receive support around it and even belong part of what is the the greater community. Still, they're living independently, but they're receiving levels of support. And that leads us to, and I think this is important, when a person transitions from a residential program, it is highly, highly important that they not just discontinue all clinical work. You guys have just opened a PHP, which in the stages of care, you know, you look at hospital or clinic, come into residential care. And after that, ideally, uh, I would say that a person goes into a PHP, partial hospitalization, partial hospitalization level of care. They can, if they're coming from you, participate in the, the housing component. So they've got a place to live. But it's not just for those folks. We've got a large treatment community here, a lot of treatment centers, a lot of sober homes and that sort of thing. We've got people from all kinds of walks, and their only option of late has been to receive what I would call Medicare or Medicaid-based care, which is either out of the hospitals or, in theory, October Road. There's a couple of options that are in town, but they are for people who don't have any insurance and don't have any resources, and um, largely... They are scripted, and that can benefit a person. You know, in absence of nothing, I think that's got its benefits. But for the kind of clientele, for a lot of folks, they need something that's pretty sophisticated, something that's going to be able to specialize and carries a a a guiding philosophy that is your own, which Cooper East has been doing now for twenty years. Happy twenty year twenty year anniversary, by the way. Um, and you carry that into the PHP. Tell us. I, I think I know, but I'd like to hear from you. What makes your PHP different, say, from different from the hospitals, for example? Well, it's good. Well, first of all, the, the per, let, let me talk for a second about the purpose of the PHP. We wanted to develop the partial hospitalization program uh, to do two things: to to serve as a step down for people leaving the hospital or leaving a higher level of care that need to continue with an intensive outpa- out, out, outpatient 
oriented model, but we also want to serve as a deterrent or as an option before somebody ends up in the hospital. You know, so so somebody could be struggling in the community, but really fall short of meeting the criteria for inpatient for an inpatient stay, which we know is going to be short term anyway. Uh, so we wanted to create that that option for people going one way or the other. Uh, we wanted to also bring uh, the Cooper East brand of high quality mental health services to Western North Carolina, specifically to the Asheville area. Uh, we, we did our, our research and we found that there's not a lot of primary mental health partial care available in this region. And so right. we, we're starting out small, you know, no, no more than 12 spots. We call the folks who participate members. Yeah. The hospital gonna, has an IOP. Is that right? PHP five hours a day. So let me, no, let, no okay, I mean, the hospital only has an IOP, which makes PHP one of the only ones around. I don't know if that's true, Todd. I don't know if they have PHP or IOP level care. And for the listener, the difference is an IOP offers three hours a day, five days a week, and a PHP offers five days, five hours a day, five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. If, I don't know. But I do know that there's not a lot available. Um, we're also working on being in network with Aetna, Cigna, and United, uh, where I have signed contracts with all of them, and I'm in the... In, the bureaucratic process of dealing with the credentialing stuff, but we should have, we should be able to announce when in-network is happening. But currently for anybody who's interested, we're running verifications of benefits and able to get an out of network rate for folks. And then there's a private pay rate too, but I don't want to get, it's not about, it's not about that at this point. Um, So the process and what folks will get out of it is there will be an initial, initial psychiatric assessment uh, we'll work with the person and Cooper Reese, all of Cooper Reese is a person centered approach. So we work with you, uh, as opposed to working to lead you, we work, we work with you, uh, I did identifying present challenges and current needs. We'll get a psychosocial history, medical history and status assessment for safe safety, and then develop an initial recovery plan. Um, and then we'll provide once the person is admitted into the program and the process for getting admitted is very fast. Unlike residential treatment, getting in admitted to the PHP is quick. You know, it could be a 24 hour turnaround. Um, so we'll do individual counseling, two sessions a week. And then we have group programming, which is about 25, 25 hours a week of uh, what we're calling holistic group programming each week, strong emphasis on psychosocial needs and skill building, using evidence-based cognitive groups such as CBT, DBT, ACT, mixed modality. We've got an occupational therapist who's doing four groups a week. Um, And the goal is to help help work with people to get to where they can function independently without needing more care over time. I mean, we'll know that the program is working if when we do our outcome work, we find that people are not ending up in the hospital. Yeah. And I think that um, I was, you and I were talking about this a little bit, but um, there in, in my work, of course, there are plenty of people who've done plenty of residential care and, and maybe they, they have a blip, right? They, they stumble and they end up in the hospital meds went off or something like that. And uh, when they come out, they don't, they don't really need a residential stay. They need, they need to stabilize a moment. They need a reset, and PHP level of care may be a very good option for them 
to come in to step mm-hmm. into as opposed to repeating residential care, which, you know, for a person who's done treatment, repeating residential care, it takes a hit. You know, they're like, oh man, I failed. There's, there's a lot of this self-concept stuff that can hit a person. If they just have a blip and they're able to pick up with a level of care, but also still maintain some aspect of their independence in life. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's a really great option for a person to step into. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier because we've had limited, as you say, we've had limited resources in town. And we're looking for that. I'm looking for this kind of option all the time. Well, it turned me on because being a former special educator, special ed is all about least restrictive environment. That's the that's the grounding belief system in providing supports for kids in schools. And what I like about the PHP, it is I believe it can be the least restrictive environment. I think historically, we've either underprovided completely for people, whether it be kids or adults, or we've super overprovided, and there was nothing in the middle. And then special ed came along in 1975 and is evolved over time. And I think we've drilled down to being able to find what is the most appropriate level of service for for folks. Because over-providing is no good, under-providing is no good. Uh, The PHP is a wonderful option for folks that can continue with their life and get intensive treatment along the way for four to six weeks. Yeah. And I think the other thing is is that you see this a lot in in the more kind of substance use side recovery uh, community where They've been through PHP or IOP a lot of, a lot of times. And they've been through treatment and they've kind of had this repeated relapse. And what you see across the board and across the country is PHPs and IOPs being very much the same. Content-wise, they are, uh, there's not a lot of innovation. There's not a lot of mix-up. Um, you might get activity-based stuff that's a mix-up, but the content, other than process groups, is, is kind of, you know, is churned out. So, you know, having something that's, got philosophical guidelines that comes from a set of principles that that founded the program in the first place that carry over into an outpatient kind of setting makes it unique and makes it something that even if a person has been through some of those processes before they're going to come into an environment and feel like hey this is this is different from before this is these people are asking me real questions and having me contemplate real real stuff about what's next for me and how i how i stabilize that so I mean, I, being novel, you know, in the education environment, if you don't have something somebody's interested in, they tend to tune out. <laughs> so you know that as well as I do. And I think that Cooperese does a good job about asking the right questions. It's like, well, you know, what is your dream, by the way? Yeah. And we're we're lucky in that, you know, I've got a couple of people at the foundation of this who've been with us for 15 and 17 years who have really become the architects of developing our program. You, you know, I'm talking about Johnny and oh, Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Featherston is the chief clinical officer and Lisa Shackman is the chief program officer. And there's something to be said that cannot be under, you know, overstated the importance of having people with longevity in the organization. And those two, those two have been incredible. And then there's a lot of people like that here, you know, yeah. and another kind of cool thing about this PHP. I mean, one of the things about, Cooper Reese in general, as we believe in serving the whole person, which includes feeding people really well. And if you're coming to the PHP, you're getting a phenomenal lunch that is served, that is created by our executive chefs over at Cooper Reese at Asheville. And it, it's amazing. I've had it a couple of times already and food is amazing. When do I get invited for lunch? That's my question. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, when you come, we'll make sure you come visit one day at 1230. We'll feed you. Okay. That's fair. Um, 
Well, and you can watch this. I guess they the PHP just opened. Is that right? What the, the it week? opened uh, a week and a half ago. Okay, and so there are. I think you've you've been on the radio before. You're on the radio now again. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, uh, I I'm hoping that it turns into a resource that the community accesses rather regularly, and and even even hopefully even the, I see a lot of territorialism in this category of care when you've got lots of programs serving a certain area. I don't think that's true for the kind of sober homes and, and and addictions IOPs. If they knew they had a mental health need, they'd probably turn to you fairly quickly. Um, I hope that the hospital can recognize that their IOP is not for everyone, and it may not be a sufficient level of care for somebody with complex symptoms and can turn to other resources without getting stirred up about who's who's getting paid today. Great job. And they just opened an exciting new building and program and I know that they're overwhelmed by a super intense population, and I'm hoping that we can be a good resource for those good folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. The new center looks, looks good. I got to go to the open house. It was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So yeah, we're excited about the future. We're most excited about bringing this level of service right here to Asheville and Western North Carolina people. Please remember that Cooper Reese is a nonprofit. Nobody's making any money off this deal. Um, we're a nice nonprofit. We're fortunate to have two wonderful, generous founders who have put their heart and soul into making Cooper Reese happen. That'd be Don Cooper and Elizabeth Reese Cooper. Um, and they're still very involved, thankfully. Um, if I may talk, can I give the phone number and contact information? Please do. The phone number to the PHP is 828-899-4673. That's 828 828- Eight nine nine four six seven three, or you can get to us through our website at Cooper Reese. That's Cooper R I I S dot org, and there will be buttons that you need to get to our admissions department. And when I post this online, Eric, I'll make sure that I link it off as well. Um, it's been, I'm excited, I'm excited to see this come to town and and see it become a resource for us all. Um, and I'm excited that, uh, you know, you've finally accepted my offer after all this time to come onto the show. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Well, folks, this has been Todd Weatherly, Mental Health Horizons on WPBM 1037, The Voice of Asheville, talking with Dr. Eric Levine, Executive Director of Cooper East. Eric's been great to have you. And uh, folks, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Todd. Just to stay alive well, The way I feel is the way I ride Listen like the thoughts of a man who lies There is a truth and it's on our side
Till the sun as a new day's rise. 